Welcome to Econ on the Go. In this episode, we're going to talk about the basics of demand. Demand is the analysis of customers or consumers and how much they're willing to buy and at what price they're willing to pay for those goods or services that we're selling. In most companies, this is the responsibility of the chief marketing officer. So we're in the CMO's domain. The demand is based on four key attributes. And to put some context on it and some specificity, let's think about a coffee shop. And think about a coffee shop selling coffee and some other things. And there are four key things which are going to drive the demand for the coffee. The first are preferences. By preferences, we just mean, do people like to drink coffee? Is there some intrinsic likability of the product or service? The second are the prices of related goods. Related goods are either things you buy in conjunction with the coffee or things you buy instead of the coffee. Things that are bought in conjunction with are complements. Things that are bought instead of are substitutes. And those are going to affect how much coffee that we buy. The third is income. Income is going to affect our demand for coffee because as we have more income, we feel like we can afford more coffee. And so we will go to the coffee shop and buy more coffee. So income is going to affect our demand for coffee. And finally, the number of consumers in the market is going to affect the market demand. The first three attributes, preferences, prices of related goods, and income affect individual demand as well as market demand. And the number of consumers affects the total market demand only. The law of demand is the most immutable law that we have in economics. It says that the demand curve slopes down. When we graph the demand curve on a vertical price axis and a horizontal quantity axis, the demand curve is going to have a negative slope. That means that as the price goes down, we buy more of the product. And as the price goes up, we buy less of the product. They move in opposite directions. Now, the reason why the demand curve slopes down is due to two different things, the income effect and the substitution effect. The income effect says that as the price of coffee goes down, it feels like you have more income because you have leftover money that you didn't have to pay for that coffee. And so you buy more coffee, maybe an extra cup, maybe a larger cup of coffee, but you buy more of the good because it feels like you have more income. And the second effect is the substitution effect. This says that as the price of coffee goes down, it feels like it's a better deal relative to other caffeinated drinks. And so you buy more coffee instead of those other caffeine products. So the income effect says as the price goes down, you feel like you have more income and so you buy more of the good as long as it's normal. And the substitution effect says that as the price goes down, it feels like it's a better deal and so you buy more of the product. In both cases, the price goes down, you buy more, therefore the demand curve slopes down. Now we can think about the demand curve as how much we sell at a given price or the maximum willingness to pay for a given amount. So the coffee shop owner can think, if I price at $3.99 for a cup of coffee, how many cups of coffee will I sell? Or if I want to sell 500 units of coffee, at what price can I charge in the market to sell all 500 cups of coffee? So the coffee shop owner can think, if I price the coffee at $3.99, how many cups of coffee can I sell? Or if I want to sell 500 cups of coffee, at what price can I charge for each cup of coffee to sell all 500 units that I want to sell? And the demand curve will tell us the same answer either way. So if $3.99 sells 500 cups of coffee, then 500 cups of coffee will all sell if the price is $3.99. And we can think about the demand curve either way. 
The market demand curve is just the horizontal addition of all the individual demand curves. So think about every single person that walks in the coffee shop, they have a demand for coffee. And if I want to think about the market demand, I'm adding all of those consumers, individual demand curves horizontally along the quantity axis. And the reason we do that is think about the coffee shop owner saying, I'm going to sell coffee for $5 and no one walks in the coffee shop. But say they drop the price to $3.99 and five people walk in. We'll sell five cups of coffee. And if he reduces it down to, say, $2.99, then 50 people walk in. And you're adding the individual demand of those 50 people to figure out how many total cups of coffee will be sold at that price. So at any given price that the coffee shop owner sets, you add up the individual demand of all the people that walk in the coffee shop. That's the total number of cups of coffee sold in the market on that day. So we're adding horizontally along the quantity axis. We can think about demand as changes in the economic environment. And the easiest one to think about is what happens when the price of a cup of coffee changes? What happens when the price of the good or service in question changes? This is a move along the demand curve. It doesn't shift the demand curve from where it's positioned, but we're moving along the demand curve. Because again, the demand curve is you tell me the price, I'll tell you the quantity. So if you change the price, I'll just tell you the new quantity off the existing demand curve. But as anything else in the environment changes, then we're going to be shifting the demand curve. And the two most common ones to think about are changes in income. So as the income changes, do we buy more or less of the product? And changes in related goods of those related goods we talked about before. So let's think about changes in income. If income increases and we buy more of the good or service, then it's called a normal good because, well, that's sort of normal what we think about. Income increases, we buy more of the good. Inferior goods are ones where as income increases, we buy less of the good. So it might be that as income increases, we buy less coffee at the grocery store and more coffee out at a coffee shop. So in that case, coffee bought from a grocery store might be the inferior good and the coffee at the coffee shop might be the normal good. Luxury goods are those where as income increases, we spend an increasing proportion of our income on the product. So a cup of coffee may be normal, but a fancy macchiato or a fancy latte with extra espresso shots might be a luxury good because we're going to buy more of those as our income increases even further. The changes in related goods prices depend on whether it's something we buy in conjunction with or whether it's something we buy as a substitute instead of. Substitutes are things that as the price of one good goes up, we buy more of the other good. So as the price of coffee goes up, we buy more tea. Those are substitutes. And that's because as the price of coffee goes up, we buy less coffee and we substitute to buying more tea. Complements are things that where the price of one good goes up, we buy less of the other good. So as the price of coffee goes up, we buy fewer scones at the coffee shop. As the price of coffee goes up, we buy less coffee because of the law of demand for coffee. And because we don't have as many cups of coffee, we don't need to buy as many scones. So substitutes, when the price of one good goes up, we buy more of the other good. And complements are as the price of one good goes up, we buy less of the other good because we don't need to buy them together. Those are the basics of demand. And next time, we're going to talk about some specific aspects of demand that come out of that initial demand curve, the consumer surplus and elasticity. Yeah.